This is Founders Corner, where we sit down with leading entrepreneurs to hear their stories around building and scaling companies and the lessons they've learned along the way. This episode of Founders Corner is brought to you by the Emerging Tech Initiative at Omidyar Network. We invest in mission-driven, for-profit entrepreneurs who want to build great companies and change the world. Today's host is Roy Steiner, Senior Director of Learning at Omidyar Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Founders Corner. Uh, my name is Roy Steiner, and I'm super excited to introduce uh, Tomas Soroji, who is CEO of Dr. Consulta, uh, an amazing um, network of health care clinics in Brazil uh, that currently serves over 50,000, uh, 60,000 um, patients a month now. And uh, we're here to really learn about your journey. So, um, Tomas, can you tell us a little bit about Dr. Consulta and, and its mission. Hi, so great to be here, Roy. Um, I, I, I study public policy, and uh, I soon realized that companies are way better than governments to get problems solved. So um, back in Brazil, I've um, realized after I spent some time in the financial markets and uh, private companies that uh, there was 100 million people medically homeless in the country. And coming from a family of doctors, uh, I have uh, felt compelled to um, look into that more closely. And I've decided to launch a medical center inside the largest uh, favela of Sao Paulo. Uh, favela is um, it's, um, a shanty town. It's a, it's a uh, low income area uh, with uh, constrained resources and very low level of income. And uh, so I've decided to open a medical center there. Mm. And um, I used to do a lot of M&As and, and, and corporate finance studies, but uh, when it came my time to do it for myself, I, I didn't do any spreadsheet at all. At all. I've decided to go to the market and test. Mm. Uh, and the whole idea was to try to bring whatever is was out there in terms of excellent healthcare at the lowest cost possible to Brazilians. Uh, to improve our surroundings and if we were lucky enough to have a um, viable, profitable business model as well. So we've opened this medical center and, um, and uh, you know, long story short, it worked. After three years, we took it to break even. Uh, and after that, we began scaling and replicating the model. So today, we have 22 medical centers scattered all over Sao Paulo. We are servicing more than 60,000 people per month. We've been growing two digits per month. And, um, but we are way more than just a network of medical centers. Um, we, we became a healthcare management company. Um, and. Um, we began servicing uh, a company in Sao Paulo uh, that has 30,000 employees. And after three months, uh, we've been able to uh, uh, reduce their healthcare costs by 30%. Wow. And, um, and we got there uh, because we began using technology and data along mm -hmm. the way. So uh, we don't know where this will end, but um, certainly um, I think we are on the right track. You, you took about almost three years really figuring out what the kind of clinic you wanted to create. 
Um, at what point did you realize, oh, you have to also be a technology company? Um, so we began this as an experiment, and uh, meaning that we didn't, I wasn't sure yeah. we're, we're going to be successful. And, and by the way, success is like we never get there, right? Because every time you accomplish something, you're looking forward to, for the next one. So it's just continued. But um, so what I had in mind, it was I had three phases to uh, three big milestones. The first one was I need to create a concept and test it. Um, second phase was let's make sure the concept works for a large number of people. And let's make sure the market is indeed huge. Lots of people uh, in need. Mm -hmm. And the third phase was great. I have a concept working for many people uh, in a huge market. Now let's fine tune the business model, revenues, costs, and expenses. So it took us three years to get there. So everything that I could do um, to, um, uh, that was not related to validating any of these three uh, milestones was a waste of time, right? Because mm -hmm. we have limited resources and everyone wants to go from point A to point B and uh, you gotta keep the focus. So um, at some point we said, great, so now we gotta replicate this unit. And now it's time to begin setting up a management team and investing in IT systems, softwares and technology. Upon that time, it didn't make sense to invest in technology because we didn't know we were going to have a business. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you even, uh, you know, really focusing on the concept, you you really slowed down and actually initially on hiring people. You wanted to make sure you had the had the right model. There must have been a lot of pressure though to to hire. How did you manage that pressure? Well, it depends. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it's it's one of those things in life that you learn. If you set expectations up front right, everything else is easy. So when I've approached my, my uh, original partners, I told them, we're probably going to fail. But I want to dedicate uh, the next uh, 24 months of my life to drilling down on this problem. Because if we nail this, this is going to be massive. So they all had you know, very low expectations, and uh, we were always super aligned in hitting all these three milestones before we began replicating and scaling. So it, it was actually very easy uh, to, to the first three years. And um, we just, um, I think we began the right way. Yeah. At one point, you were, you were almost going to close it down. Can you tell us uh, your, yeah. your, that story? So. Um, you know, it's a huge problem, mm. right? And uh, access to healthcare. Uh, and uh, we thought, well, if the problem is that big, uh, we can open a medical center and patients will start flowing in. Mm. And uh, great, so we've opened the medical center and no one showed up. Mm. Uh, so after some time, we were working really, really hard. And, but we were, we're seeing 10, 15, 20 people per month, one patient a day, and something wasn't working. And uh, my partners uh, approached me and said, Tomas, uh, 
let's probably close this and we'll find something else for you to do and uh, let's do another, uh, try to crack another problem. And I, and I knew something was wrong, right? But I agreed, I mean, I was doing that for a year and, um, and we had, you know, we weren't seeing many people as we, we've expected. So um, I've decided we had, a, we had this medical center, it was beautiful, equipped, uh, we had a team and uh, I, I thought, okay, so let's turn this into an NGO or at least try to pass it away to another medical group so that they can continue to develop the center. And um, we've done a small article in a, in a newspaper and uh, very small in a corner uh, of the page uh, of the newspaper in the bottom. And after a week, a, a journalist called me from a main uh, newspaper in Brazil she said he had, she had written the, the note and she wanted to do a full article about what we, we, we were doing. And I've agreed and the article, uh, after the article was featured, uh, our demand more than tripled from one month to the other. So the conclusion was uh, we had a secret secret clinic, right? <laughs> yeah, a secret and, clinic. And, um, and uh, so there I was calling my partners and telling them that I was mentally, not mentally sick, but uh, that we indeed had identified a huge constraint to growth, which was awareness. Yeah. And then after that, we, we put up a, uh, a plan to, to build awareness and understanding and uh, everything began happening. Yeah, and so now you it's, you have over 300 doctors? We have over 700 Seven, doctors. 700 doctors, Over 300 right. medical rooms. Yeah, wow, and uh, over 1,000 staff. Over 1,000 staff. Yeah. So that that's quite a, you know, to grow like that uh, puts pressure on an organization. Oh, what's been the insane. What's been the biggest challenges for you in that, in that growth process? I think management is knowing what not to do. Mm -hmm and uh, keeping the focus. Yeah. And... Um, uh, Can you give some examples of that? I mean, we're, you know, we see problems everywhere, right? And opportunities. But w which of those opportunities are important yeah. and urgent? Because if it is not urgent, it's not your priority. Mm -hmm. So um, I always think from that two um, perspectives. And... Um, and it, what helped me a lot was I had a really strong vision of where we could get and, and how, what were the potential paths yeah. to that place. And as long as you stage the way, it gets way easier uh, in terms of uh, deciding what is a priority and what isn't a priority. Yeah. And if you have that discipline to to remember that every day along your journey, your life will be way easier. Yeah. Any mistakes? Any mistakes along the way you wish you hadn't made? Oh, tons of mistakes. Right. I mean, I, I think uh, you know one of our merits is that we hit more than miss, mm -hmm. but everyone misses a lot. Yeah. And um, obviously, one of the mistakes was that we never invested in building awareness. Yeah. Right. And um, and um, I think that was the one of the largest mistakes. And I think you know talent is extremely important. 
And uh, I think we are where we are because we've been able to attract and retain big brains yeah. and um, complementary to ours. Uh, and once you get everybody aligned with the mm -hmm. same vision, same values, rowing uh, yes. right in the same direction, uh, you need different people because everything else works and uh, we complement each other. It's just like building a Tetris, right? Yeah. You need different pieces to make it grow. So, um, so what's been your hiring strategy? What do you think works? Like, you know, finding good people, it's, a, it's nice to say, it's quite hard to do in practice. It is. What's been your, your strategy in that area? You have to understand what people want mm -hmm. and what kind of people do you want. And uh, we want people with the same values. Uh, we want to change the, wor the world uh, to a better place. You know, society nowadays is extremely dysfunctional, especially in Brazil. Mm -hmm. Nothing works. Uh, no one follows through. Uh, and uh, no one works to completion. Um, so we wanted people that uh, had that mindset, not only you know, we, we, are, uh, we have ambition, right? But this is our third priority. Our first priority is improving our surroundings, adding value to people, leaving a legacy of a, an amazing service and patient experience. And then if we deliver all those three, uh, we'll probably deliver a, 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 a profitable uh, model. But that's fourth mm -hmm. in our priorities, right? So, uh, and that's... So as long as you have that very clear to you, to yourself, mm -hmm. um, you just got to start screening people. So I, I spend most of my time meeting people and uh, searching for talent. And um, what, what gets you, what enables you to figure out who has the right mindset? Are there particular interview techniques or experiences you try uh, to use? With what works? In so your the most the most mistakes you can do early on, the better, because mm -hmm. you learn. Mm -hmm. I love to learn, and I mostly learn from my mistakes. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, you start getting more experienced, right, in screening people. And um, uh, I had great partners that helped me to screen early on people. And uh, but the secret is, it's just like a snowflake when it hits the ground and it starts rolling and turning into a large snowball. If you begin right, everything else will happen. So, for instance, I mean, um, if you bring A players, A players bring more A players mm -hmm. because their, uh, their benchmark is way higher. Mm -hmm. If you bring someone that is not an A player, that has a strong negative effect on on the quality of the people that you will be attracting and the quality of the work that you will be producing. So I think we are very good in attracting people that are aligned to our vision and, and, and our mission, but we are also very good and fast about letting people that are not aligned with us go. Mm -hmm. That's extremely important to sustain a high performance culture. Any particular interview questions you uh, oh, yeah. like the, the best? Uh, uh, so I always ask them, um, you know, we are a healthcare company. Yeah. We're truly concerned about providing best, the best patient experience and medical outcomes at the lowest cost possible. Yeah. But the more efficient we are, 
automatically the you know the the better the patient will be serviced so it's totally aligned and so I do I like to sometimes ask people if they know what EBITDA is so that means they they have they understand PNLs and uh, they have a focus to uh, EBITDA EBITDA yes to uh, <laughs> to a profitability and the results um, I tend to ask them if they have worked with goals and if mm -hmm. they they're what is a, a good manager and I, I like to hear that a good manager is someone that hit goals yeah. uh, with the team uh, and I always ask what they're good at and what they're very bad at mm -hmm. and uh, usually I don't get good answers for the second question yeah. uh, and that's and that shows a lack of maturity and a lack of uh, uh, understanding on how to form and and um, run teams yeah. because it's it's you know everybody has strong and and and, and weak uh, skills and, and and capabilities as long as we know what they are we can staff ourselves uh, to strengthen uh, the weak skills and that's extremely important when you scale a company and make it grow and uh, and I always make that question and I really like to hear people saying, oh, I'm really bad at this, or I hate doing that. That's, that's awesome. I mean, it shows confidence and uh, maturity. Yeah, self-awareness self -awareness. Is, is pretty important. You can't grow if you aren't, uh, aren't aware. Uh, so part of increasing your, uh, one's awareness as a company, as, as employees, is, is really getting a lot of feedback, right? And, and I know that you really have adopted lean startup principles. You get out of the building. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, so we practice immediate feedback. Mm -hmm. And it's all interrelated, the culture, right? It's a culture of extreme ownership and extreme transparency. So if I'm not telling you that something is wrong, it's because nothing is wrong. Mm -hmm. and, and you can be sure of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, That's really hard to do. I mean, most people. Easier said than done. Yes, it's easier said than done. How do you you just have created that culture? Just align expectations up front. Yeah. Uh, whenever someone new joins the team, he needs to understand that what are the rules of engagement. Yeah. So it is it is okay to uh, disagree. Yeah. It is okay to be honest and transparent. It's in everyone's interest. Uh, there's no BS, and it's not a culture for everyone. And uh, that's why you need to let people go fast. Otherwise, you compromise the whole, the whole structure. Um, but it worked really well to us. And I, I think the secret is walking the talk. People are looking at you all the time. If you walk the talk, that's the best way to build a culture. And, uh, and uh, because people talk a lot and, and do too little, mm -hmm. uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. It's correct English. But yeah, no, that uh, I totally. That's very understandable. <laughs> so. Uh, so you said transparency, immediate feedback. Um, how are you listening to your customers? Um, because we began as a as an experiment, uh, it implies that we are collecting data, mm -hmm. and because we did it from scratch, that behavior. Uh, it ingrains into your day-to-day -day and your decisions, so everyone gets used to it. So collecting data is extremely important. Uh, otherwise, how will I know that what we're doing is of value to mm -hmm. 
whoever is receiving our treatment and our services. So uh, be, before, you know, when we had this medical center at Heliopolis, uh, we did it with Excel. Today, it's fully automated. Uh, when a physician closes a patient digital file, uh, our system sends a, a message to the patient and he grades the physician. He also grades the clinic wow. staff. Wow. It's fully automated. And we can see the grades per physician, per medical center, uh, for the consolidated result, uh, for, the for the network, uh, and uh, all, all, all the way to the level of granularity to the patient yeah. so that we can identify problems and act upon it. It's a very strong culture of uh, facts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has opinions. Yeah. But uh, you can think A, I can think B, and we never, we're never going to reach a conclusion unless we have facts and yeah. data to support yeah. whatever we think is yeah. correct. Yeah. So uh, that's what we do, and 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 that's something we bring from um, financial markets. There's no way you can manage or make decisions if you don't have information, and you won't have information if you don't have data. So we have to measure. And healthcare and, 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 and information uh, is this relationship historically has not been uh, close enough. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's, it's very clear that there's no way you can do healthcare management if you don't have data. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, I, I think it will become clear in the future to everyone that healthcare and data are. Uh, are the same, the same field, and uh, lowering healthcare costs, uh, improving patient experience, improving medical results, uh, all of that is uh, based upon data and results. So uh, early on, I think uh, we hit that one uh, because we began measuring everything, asking the patient what he wanted, uh, what was missing, and uh, if he was satisfied, if he was unhappy, and um, and uh, looking into that data daily. I mean, you've created an incredibly rich feedback system and culture. And part of the reason why you're allowed to do that is because you actually were creating these systems from scratch. You didn't have to um, abide by health insurance role, uh, rules. Tell, tell me a little bit more about that, because that's quite radical. You decided not to engage in, with the health insurance system. So 200 million people in Brazil, mm -hmm. uh, 50 million people ha have health insurance. 150 million people, they don't have health insurance because they can't afford it. So they have to rely on the public system. And, and the public system is really bad. And this is not Tomas saying, this is 93% uh, of the population that uses the public system ranks it as very bad or bad. So health insurance is responsible for 90% of the revenues of service, medical service providers in Brazil. And we, we, we assumed initially that those folks, they were taken care of. We wanted to look at the other 75% of the market that was left behind. And, and for that, we couldn't work with health insurance. We wanted to help and provide access to the ones that were relying uh, in, the, in the public system, on the public system. So we just figured out a way to develop a proprietary flow of patients. And that allows, uh, allowed us to 
everybody say, says this nowadays, but it's true. I mean, we uh, allowed us to, to place the patient in the center of every mm -hmm. decision that we make. Mm -hmm. And it allows us to redesign our processes and our systems and our softwares, everything we've developed internally uh, without having to comply with health insurance. We've done what was best for the patient in the speed that we wanted and with full autonomy. And, and that was critical to us. And the result is here, you know, mm -hmm. our evaluation grade given by patients is 9.5 wow. on a scale to 10. And uh, we've been growing um, considerably. Yeah, uh, every month. Every month. Yeah. Well, it's clear, you know, from the very beginning, you focused your resources on what's most important. Exactly. Uh, and only the, the those Only those that, things. only yeah. that, exactly. In one of, uh, I've heard you uh, describe a story where um, you're in graduate school and you, uh, you come across a, qu a quote that, that, that forces you to question, how am I spending myself? Can you, can you share that story? Life begets life. Mm -hmm. Energy creates energy. It is by expanding oneself that one becomes rich. So I read that and I was, that um, was a moment where I've began questioning everything I was doing and the impact that I had. And because you don't have a, a medical background. No, you're, I don't. You're not a, you're not a doctor you didn't, and, and you've, you moved away from, I guess, finance and banking and yeah. did this. That, that's a pretty big shift in life. I guess I just figured out, I love the intellectual challenge when I mm -hmm. used to be a trader. Uh, it's great. Mm -hmm. But at the same point, when you profit in a trading, it's because you're buying low and selling high. Mm -hmm. If you're selling high, someone is buying high. So there's a, there's a trade-off, right? I mean, you win, someone loses. Okay, I mean, it's, it's how it works. Uh, and uh, what we do is a bit different. When we win, someone else is winning. It's a different dynamic. And at that time, I just realized that perhaps I could use my time and my resources to uh, improve Brazil. And uh, coming from a family of doctors, I think I have that. Uh, uh, perhaps I have a, a, a different vision uh, mm -hmm. of the average person. Uh, and, uh, and I think uh, we've done it. I mean, uh, Improving, we're improving healthcare. Uh, we're only beginning. There, there's a lot of work, but uh, um, and everything we do, especially in Brazil, has a huge impact because we lack examples in Brazil. Uh, we lack success stories. We lack successful. There's a lack of successful role models in the country uh, from a political perspective, uh, business. Well, we have some great names in the business area, but. Aside from that, there's a lack of leadership. It's generalized. So every small effort that you make and you get to inspire others, it's like, it's like energy that is creating more energy, and that's powerful. So this is one of the reasons I've decided to set up Dr. Dr. Consulta as well. Fantastic. Uh, any advice you would give to entrepreneurs who are, are getting started and would love to replicate your success? Dream big, mm -hmm. take risks, always think of a plan B, mm -hmm. invest in talent. No one does anything alone. Mm -hmm. uh, we only got here because we were 
successful in attracting and retaining very mm -hmm. talented folks for operations and board and as partners. Mm -hmm. um, and and you know, one of my partners says, hire well and manage less. Mm -hmm. It's just about it. So my goal is to be uh, useless mm -hmm. inside Dr. Consulta. And if I get there, uh, I think I'll, I have been, I'll, I'll have been successful, meaning uh, everybody else is so productive and, and, and they don't need me anymore. Yeah. That's my end goal. What do you not like about being an entrepreneur? What would you wish was not on your, ta on your plate? I love being an entrepreneur. <laughs> I think I've always been. You know, in life, yeah. I mean, every time you do a lot with a little, yeah. you're being an entrepreneur. Everybody yeah. has a piece of it. And uh, I just love being an entrepreneur, and, uh, and uh, I don't see any, I know, any downsides of it. I just love it. Yeah. I, lo I love to create yeah. and to build stuff alongside great people, yeah. have fun, and if possible, um, make money along the way. Yeah. So in five years, if you're really successful, what does Doctors Consulta look like? We would like to be one of the largest healthcare management companies in the Americas mm -hmm. in the next 15 years. Mm. Um, from a, a patient perspective, right? Patients uh, being serviced per month. So this is our dream, and that's what we're working for. That's great, Thomas. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thanks really, a lot. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to Founders Corner, a podcast brought to you by Omidyar Network's Emerging Tech Initiative, a group investing in mission-driven, for-profit companies. To listen to more interviews with entrepreneurs, subscribe to Founders Corner on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, or visit our website, omidyar.com.